it's that time. It is time for us to roll out our weekly episode. hey From Extra Shot of Leadership. <laughs> I almost forgot the name of the podcast. <laughs> we haven't been doing this long enough for you to remember what the oh name is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right, Shall let me we start, start again? again. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back to Extra Shot of Leadership. Kimberly, what's going on over there? Happy Friday again. Yeah. I'm telling you. It's awesome when you get to the Friday and you're ready for the weekend. That's right. Hey, we are one week away from a very special occasion. Yes, we are. What is it? What are, what are you looking forward to in this next like week? we made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And here I was thinking, oh man, it's so terrible when I sing. You know, when we're in production, they laugh at it, me. can't help it though. That's what came to mind. Yeah, that's a good one. I always think about, uh, it's our anniversary. You know that one? No. Do you know what today is? It's not today, but it is a week from now. No, I don't know that, but that's the event. We are going to make it to our anniversary. One year of episodes. Like a newborn baby. You know, you've made it the first year (laughs) and they're still alive. This podcast is still alive and thriving. That's right. We need a smash cake. (laughs) (laughs) We do. We need to get something to celebrate next week. Yeah. I mean, it's not just one year. It's one year of weekly episodes. Yes, and working full-time. That's right. And families. That's right. And vacations and fun. Everything that comes along with living life. Yeah. One whole year, 52 weeks. Way to go to you. But we're not quite there yet. We'll celebrate next week. Next week, that's going to be big. Hey, so this week, what are we talking about? I don't know. I'm all on (laughs) the... Let's celebrate. <laughs> we got to hold off. We got to get back to business. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I think we were going to talk about, can you recover from an uh-oh? <laughs> I hear the <laughs> We've made a mistake. Yes. Right? We have yeah. messed up at work. Clean up aisle five. Something has gone awry. And the question is, can I clean this up? Can I fix this enough to recover? Will my career end in the ditch <laughs> or can I can I recover, get out of the ditch and get back on the highway? Yeah. All right. I like it. I like this conversation. I, I myself have been here. You've I'm, been in the ditch? I've been in the ditch. I've, I've been in the ditch. I've been in the uh-oh. I mean, I remember being in somebody's <laughs> office thinking, I think I'm going to get fired. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember looking at the other person sitting across the table. They weren't going to fire me. Somebody else was going to fire me. And I just remember looking at that person going, I think I'm going to get fired. And they were like, no, no, you're not going to get fired. And I was like, this is a pretty high level executive we're talking about. I think I, th-. she was like, calm down. So yeah. I was in the ditch, but I did quickly reverse and I got back on and I was cool. Nice. You? Nice. Have you this ever happened to you? Oh yeah. I think I've hit the ditch a couple of times. A couple of times? Yeah. And I, I too had that gut feeling like, <gasps> I've crossed the line. I've crossed the line. Or I'm I never coming know. back from this. Yeah. But, you know, I think that's part of the problem is sometimes you hit the ditch and it's a bigger deal to you than it is to other people. Man, so that leads me to my very first question. What are the things or the factors that you're thinking about when you've made an uh-oh, right? So what is it that gets you in the ditch that you can still kind of come out of? Or what is it that gets you in the ditch and you're like, you are not getting out? No matter how much <laughs> kitty litter you put under that tire, it ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, you're not digging out. 
I think one of the things is just what the first thing I go to is what's your level in the organization? Okay. So did you make your uh-oh in your, you know, first couple of weeks of being a supervisor yeah. and your first year of being a supervisor? Or are you the seasoned CEO that has made a major mistake? Because everybody's going to see that. And so I think the level that you're at in the organization tends to make a difference. Okay, so higher up in the organization, most likely there's a a larger impact. Mm -hmm. More people are going to see this lower in the organization. Maybe there's a little bit of... Your next level supervisor is going to cover it up for you. (laughs) (laughs) You have good ones. That's exactly right. Okay, so number one, the level in the organization, lower level, you can likely manage it. That's right. What else? So let's let's keep going down. Is there anything else you're thinking about? First factor is your level in the organization. Number two. I would say, how big was the uh-oh? So okay. was it big in terms of it was an ethical big uh-oh or big as in it was truly a mistake? Yep. I love this. So I had a boss and they taught me, hey, look, we all make mistakes, right? But it's the ones where we were intentional or we were malicious, purposefully malicious. malicious. Yes. And that's really when I have a problem. But when you make an honest mistake, and it's very clear when people make honest mistakes, they didn't know it's an experience, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We all have them. But you clearly cross a line when it's an ethical or potentially illegal. Dishonest. And that's yep. like big, right? We're not talking about illegal. We're talking about more of these things that are, I agree with you, some white lying, you know. yeah. Against the policy. Yeah. You didn't follow the rules. Mm-hmm. You know, and you knew what they were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, this one didn't apply to me in this circumstance for this reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was the loophole. Yeah. So, all right. What level I am in the organization? How big was the uh-oh is what we're saying next? How big? Was it deliberate? Was it malicious? Or was it an honest mistake? Yes. Yeah. All right. What else? I would add the number. Like, how many times has this happened? Is oh. this repeatable behavior? You know, is it big enough? Uh Uh-oh, and it's repeatable behavior. You may not be coming back after the third or fourth time. Yeah, that kid a little starts to wear out. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even make sense. Starts to grind down to sand. Yeah, that kid a little is like, it ain't catching anymore. No. Because we keep doing it. (laughs) The fact that you know that kitty litter can get you out of the ditch, that's hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I've got one that we haven't talked about. Yeah, what? And mine is, who else is involved? So... My level is important, but to what level did the uh uh-oh get to in the organization? So sometimes mistakes, they get communicated up depending on how big they are. And, you know, the higher it goes, likely the more noticeable it was, the bigger the infraction was, or just the fact of how egregious. Maybe it just goes so far against the culture of the organization Mm -hmm. that now higher level executives are are talking about whatever behavior it was, repeatable or not. Yes. But the one time, oh, the higher it goes, whew, it starts yeah. to like, it, I start to get a little antsy about whether or not I can recover. <laughs> start to sweat up yeah. the back of your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, you know, it's different. Did you just have an uh-oh with your team? And it's you, it's between you and your team. And we're the only ones that know. When it starts to go like a cauliflower through the organization, there there could be some issues. There are some non-recovery coming back from that. So they might want to do something about it. All right. So we've talked about these factors, but listen, I'm having some internal like, "Mm, I'm not buying this. And for me, when I hear the word, uh uh-oh, 
as we've kind of started out this conversation, ootomy is like recoverable. It is a an honest mm-hmm. mistake. It's that oopsie kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But I want to hear more about what is it that you, in your mind, when you think about making a mistake and recovering or not recovering, mm-hmm. what is the differentiator here? And again, we've talked about these factors, but give it to me a little bit more concrete, more like tangible when you say, this, no, this is not recoverable. I want to hear what you think about that. Like an example, because it's yeah. like that whole, okay. So for example, let's just say you're supposed to provide some data. Okay, which I and, have to do a lot. Yes, and it's not, you know, it's not data that is required by law. Okay. Right, so you're not doing anything illegal, but you zhuzh the numbers just a little bit in your favor to make you look a little bit better. Okay. And then someone finds out. So I'm manipulating something to shine a more positive light on my division, my organization, my team. Yes. All right. What's the ultimate issue there? Integrity, I think. Integrity is that you're you're just being dishonest. Okay. I think it's not Th- cool. This is one of those things where I, I'm 100%, I'm in alignment on this one. This is a ditch you are not getting out of. In my mind, once you're labeled dishonest or you know what, that person, it's really hard to trust them. Man, that is tough to recover from. Yeah, and and the company may or may not let you go for that type of thing, right? They may keep you around, but that to me is going to be harder than just taking the the resume and oh, dusting it off, blown <laughs> off and moving on because you've got to work with those people that and the word spreads and they're just Fast. never going to look at you the same. Yeah. It's about your character. Okay, so... Oopsies that are character-driven, character-related, that tell more about who I really am. The truth always comes out, I always say. But who I really am, that's when that kid in litter may not work. That's right. Or you've stolen an idea from someone else. They find, you know, this is me, 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 I, 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 my, 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 I did it. And then it all comes out that that was not your idea. Another one. Another one. Okay, I like that one too. That's a good one. It's really taking ideas from somebody else and putting them off on your own. I just watched a Hallmark movie about that. I loved it. It was so good. (laughs) Uh, All right, what else? What's another one? Uh, What do you got? Well, I guess in my mind, what comes to me is, really, are you aligned with your organization and what they are either doing, what they believe in, or how they work? And, you know, the way that I think about that is just organizational culture or norms, right? Mm -hmm. There are norms in every organization. Mm -hmm. What is acceptable? What is unacceptable? And I think, you know, new people, you're going to obviously go against the norm. I mean, you're learning, you're figuring it out. For me, you know me, I always give lots Naivety, of time. Naivety, you don't know. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. It's a, That yeah. is a true uh-oh, right? And and in my mind, that takes some time, like two years, to really understand, is this appropriate? And then I think you also are learning when as you grow in an organization and get promoted, and as you climb the corporate ladder or, you know, the organizational ladder, there's norms as you as you adjust. But I do think out of alignment with that corporate culture or those norms, that's one of those where it falls into the repeatable behavior. If you keep doing it, mm-hmm. all of a sudden people start looking at you like you're not learning. You're not figuring it out. What is going on? You are against the grain here. Yes, that's what I was going to say, against the grain. And if you just continue to take the stance against the grain, right? It's not your company. You work for the company and you're taking a stand basically against 
the company norm. And, you know, I, I, you know, I think about, you know, my own experience in this space and I can think when I've hired people onto my team, in my mind, you see that very quickly within the first six months, if somebody can understand how the team works or how the organization works and whether or not they are going to be able to fall in line, I, I, for lack of better words. I, I just think by year one, either you know you fit or you don't fit mm-hmm. how things are done. And at a certain point, it, it's time to dust it off and say, mm-hmm. this is not working for either one of us. Sure. Right. Um, but, you know, did they necessarily make an oopsie? Probably along the way, they made lots of oopsies, thinking that things were going to be a little bit different or that they could change the organization. I'm going to make yeah. a change here. But the change, the the difference is once they learn that that is not the way things are or that's not the grain here and they continue to push against it like, I don't care. Yeah. This is me. This is the way I want it. That's when it it changes over into that. I don't know if you're going to be able to recover from this because then you're 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 labeled as the I don't know what the label is, but a not a good cultural fit or something like that. Yeah, and it makes me think like you are in it for your own agenda. Yes, like you're in it for yourself, and you're not necessarily in it for the organization and the team. And that like there's there it's all about your your eyes are too close together. Yeah, and people <laughs> notice right. The, the mistakes are happening over and over. I mean, I think a great example of this that we've talked about in the past is you show up late to a meeting, right? Meetings are on time every time and you continuously show up late or simple, simple things like maybe the organization is during meetings, they expect you to stay off of your phone and you continue to pull out your phone. To me, that those are s- silly little things in my mind, but I think that those are repeatable behaviors that get you in the ditch and you may not be able to recover because you're not understanding and taking in and really knowing, okay, I need to stop doing these things. And they're little rules. They're not, may not even be real rules, but you're continuing to push. I think you're right on the money. You're doing yeah. your own thing. You're, it's your own agenda. Yeah. All right. So here we've got a couple of examples. The first one here that you mentioned was you know, thinking of it from a, an honesty and an integrity perspective, you're manipulating the data to make yourself look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. You're changing the numbers. Another one that we've talked here is just being out of alignment with the organization and not following the norms or the organizational expectations and doing it also in a, in a repeatable fashion. Anything else you would add as examples for uh-ohs, mistakes, things that you may not be able to recover from if you make these mistakes while you're leading or you're just in an organization? I think one that's hard for the leader is when you really, I don't know the good word for it, but mess over your team, Mm. right? When you really mess up with your team, whether it be something like integrity or you've dropped the ball on them or you didn't have their back, something like that, can also take you down as a leader. So it's not from up above. They're not going to fire you for that. But your team is basically firing and they're stepping back and say, we're not we're not in your camp and we're not working for you. Yeah, we don't trust you. Man, yeah. that's a great one. That's probably more relevant to this whole conversation than making mistakes the other way, right? As a leader, leave, I, I don't know what you said, but kind of leaving your team in the dust or rolling the bus over rolling your Rolling the bus, yeah, that's a... 
it's a tough one. And and so that's it's just, you know, they don't trust you. There's no integrity. You don't have any influence over them. You're not going to be able to move the needle with them. They are like, you're out. They're going to push you out on this island by, by yourself. And I just, I, sometimes there is a point of no return with a team. Man, that's tough. And in that situation, are you saying it's time to dust it off? Yeah, move on. <laughs> Fair enough. Start over. And don't do it again. Find a refresh. Don't do it again because yeah. you'll be in the same exact situation. Yeah. My question is, can you move on within the same organization or do you need to move to a different one? Man, that's a good question. Ah, oh, man. I don't, you know... So many things come to mind for me. It's like, how large is the organization? How bad was it? How, how you know, it's a reputation issue, right? How bad is your reputation in the organization? And is there anyone truly willing to give you a second chance? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if people are really willing to give you a second chance. <laughs> yeah. For me, I think it's got to be a really big organization, really big, mm-hmm. where you're going across the country, where people don't know. <laughs> because even in even in a large organization, it's a small world. Yeah. Everybody knows Everybody somebody. Yeah. And if you don't think they're going to call up and say, hey, what's the deal? Who's this dude? Or who's this Who's this chick? Where is she, what is she all about? That that rumor mill just, just can fly even through a big organization, and you may need to just move on yeah. outside the organization. No, I'm with you on that. So as I'm listening to this conversation, there's a question that comes to mind for me. And it's, hey, look, I've done a mistake. I've done it. Oh, it's not huge. I can still recover. What are some things that I should do to have a strong recovery? Are there some things you would recommend? Do these things and keep moving forward. Yeah, there's a few things that come to mind. And the very first one is probably pretty obvious. Is just own it, right? Mm -hmm. You did it. Raise your hand. I did it. Own it. I think the next thing Wait is... Wait a minute. Who that, am I owning it with? Well, whoever you messed up with, right? right? Did you mess up with your team? Go into the team meeting and say, listen, I screwed up. I messed up. I'm sorry. I apologize. This is what I've learned. You know, won't do it again. And this is what I'll do different. Because I'm I'll one of different. those like, don't apologize and that's it. Like, yeah. I got to see some action. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go in there and I'm going to say, folks... I messed up, messed up hard, but I'm going to do this different. Okay, so depending on who it was with or how large of an O it was. Okay, fair enough. All right, what else? Yeah, well, I think you just mentioned it. So it's the, what did I learn? What am I going to do differently? Mm. So it's learn from it, right? So that you're not here again and that other people, I think it's even letting other people see that you know what the mistake was and what you did wrong and what you would do differently. Okay, so learn from it, own it. Anything else? I would say don't make a mountain out of a molehill. Man, I'm with you. (laughs) I'm so with you. It's like get over it and stop talking about it. Yeah, because you keep scratching that sore and everybody else moved on a week ago. And you just keep scratching it like, oh my goodness, oh my God. No, that's me. I have a bad habit of that. I bring up stuff from a long, long time ago. It's like everybody looks at me and they're like, shut up about it. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Until you say it. Exactly. It's like, (laughs) oh yeah, that's right. You were that dummy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what would you add? I'm with you. No, those are, I, I'm right there. I'm like, let me think. The only other thing that I would add is you have to do a really good job of showing and demonstrating to others that you have really learned from this. So I agree with you. Learn from it, own it, move on. All of those things are important. But it's really changing whatever behavior 
to be different than what you were doing before. You have to be very clear, very deliberate, and you have to have that plan and communicate it over and over and over. Depending on how big this uh-oh was, it just might take longer for people to see you in a different light or to really believe that you didn't mean to do it. And so I just think it is so important that you are very clear about what you're going to do different. So I can learn from things all day long and say I've learned from things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to do something different. That's right. When you make that mistake and you say, oopsie, I messed up, I need to recover, you need to go back and be very strong in what those new behaviors are going to be. Yeah. But move past it, right? It doesn't have to be, I'm doing this because I screwed up. Yes. Just move past it and and let it go. Yeah, find yourself a quick win, but not like, hey, this is my quick win. There shouldn't be any blinking lights. Just go for it. Go in for the quick win and get yourself back on track. All right, my last question here. I mean, I think we've had a really good conversation on this. It's helped me to understand some things. Just even in my own interactions with others and and helping think through who makes mistakes and whether or not they're recoverable. But my last one here is, what does any of this have to do with leadership? Well, I think if you're a leader and you're working and you're trying and you have a team that's working and a team that's trying, you're going to mess up. Absolutely. Right? You're going to make mistakes. You're no doubt. I can't, I just can't imagine anybody coming into an organization saying, you know what, I'm coming here and I'm never going to make a mistake. I mean, you put yourself on a pretty high pedestal, but we're human. Mm-hmm. And so the mistakes are going to come. And so I think that you've just got to prepare yourself mentally for when they come, what are you going to do to recover and get your plan in motion quickly, get your ownership going quickly. I'm 100% with you on that as well. I mean, it really is that whole piece of we're going to fail. You have to anticipate that that's going to happen. It's just when and how hard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, it's when and how hard, with who, all of those things. But as leaders, we're not perfect. We make mistakes all the time. And we make the, man, I shouldn't have said it that way. Those are little bitty things. But again, if it's over and over and over, your team eventually just says, this is all baloney this person really is dishonest or is a boss hole, whatever it might be, <laughs> yeah. and you just will not never recover and they'll shelve you. They'll put you over to the side and say, you know what, they can either finish out their career here in this position or they'll maybe even demote you. Who knows what happens? Yeah. And that it's the same thing, you know, up the chain. If you're making those same times of mistakes up the chain, it's it's where they de- there's a, a a time when you know upper leadership you know decides they don't want this type of behavior to infect the rest mm-hmm. of the team and so they take the leader out mm-hmm. of that position. Yep, they remove them. All right, so what are you going to do the rest of the day? Well, I have got a room full of clothes to pack. So I've been out of town for about two weeks, yeah. and this room is a disaster. Disaster. <laughs> so, a tornado hit? A t- tornado hit the last couple of days. So I've got to get it cleaned up and get it back in a suitcase and get it back in my car. I think I'm get living the in the same room, man. <laughs> what are you going to do? my room is a disaster, too. A tornado hit it. I'm going to go fix my closet. I I got a wild hair. I'm ready to go clean my closet. I've never done it before. I'm installing some new shelving in my closet. I'm pumped about it. Whoa. My husband and I ripped out all the shelving and everything yesterday, got it all cleaned out. And so now we're going to go back in and make it new, get rid of, purge, clean out, let this stuff go so that I can have a nice new clean closet. I'm oh, excited. that's 
That's awesome. I love a good organized closet. It just, I don't know, it just makes you feel good when you go in there. And I need it. I'm ready to feel good. (laughs) All right. Those of you who are listening to this episode, thank you so much for your support. If you have liked this episode, listen, I'm going to just start talking your stuff. You're like, you can take it. Just see if you can do it because I don't think you can. Oh, you really? (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Try it. Try it. You'll see how easy it is. (laughs) Those of you who are listening, thank you so much for listening to this episode. We appreciate your support on this podcast, Extra Shot of Leadership. Kimberly and I love hearing from you. If you have something you want us to talk about, or if there's something in this episode that you thought, baloney, shoot us a text, hit us up on LinkedIn, wherever it is, whether it's on our website or email, we are waiting to hear from you. You have some new topics, we'll read your note just like we did two or three weeks ago. <laughs> then share this po- <laughs> Then share this podcast with your leadership friends. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. That will put us in your feed every week. Then come back again for an extra shot of leadership. Sweet Jesus. Girl, I don't know if we're ready for live. I should have had a drink. <laughs>